Practical Traveling Moms podcast. My name is Tina, and I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Miss Colleen, special guest, Courtney from Mystical Dream Travel, who is going to be telling us about her recent trip to Paris, we're super excited about. But before let's take a moment to thank the wonderful agents over at Mystical Dream Travel for sponsoring our show. Mystical Dream Travel is an earmarked travel agency with Disney destinations, and they specialize not only in Disney, but cruises, all-inclusive resorts, and Europe, in case you didn't know that, as well as many other destinations. If you're ready to book your vacation, be sure to reach out to the wonderful agents over at Mystical Dream Travel. You can check at mysticaldreamtravel.com or check them out uh, on social media. Welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast, where your hosts, Tina and Colleen, talk about all things travel. From theme parks to cruises to all-inclusive resorts and more, they cover news, tricks, and insider tips to inspire your travel dreams. They love to travel and want you to love it too. Find out their best-kept secrets and learn how to make your next vacation extra magical right here on the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. So, hey, Colleen. Hey. Good. I'm so so excited. excited I know. Me too. too. So, (laughs) welcome to Courtney to our podcast. She has been on here before. So, Courtney, how are you? Fresh back from Paris. Still some jet lag, I'm sure. I'm actually, I'm feeling good today. It definitely took a couple of days uh, to adjust, but um, I'm I'm feeling, last couple of days I've been feeling good. So <laughs> thankfully. Would you say it was worse going there or coming home? Um, so for me this time, it was worse going there. Um, and I don't know what it was, but like normally I'm pretty good at like going to bed around nine or 10. I get up at like 637. And in Paris, I could not get to bed before midnight. Uh, I know. Come on, you're in Paris. I know that's true. But then I still wanted to like wake up early. So I was probably getting, I mean, I was probably getting like four hours of sleep a night, which is great for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, but yeah, it was worse there, but what's so weird because like I went to Italy a couple of years ago and I didn't have any problems at all. Um, so I, it was just a weird a weird thing. Um, but coming back first couple of days, I was very tired and now I'm kind of back on track a little. So it was yeah. just the, the Parisian ambiance. Like it was just the vibe. It was like it was. Stay awake all night, Courtney. <laughs> there is a vibe there. Like they don't do dinner. Like most dinners don't start till like six 37. Like we were there like, and that was like the early bird dinners. <laughs> yeah. It's like that in a lot of Europe. I feel like it's, it's like such a different schedule than we have in America, right? Which oh I yeah. Know, I'm I'm kind of on their side. I'm like, I would like to have that like midday break, get a little later oh, started yeah. to the day. Like you don't go to you're not rushing to get to work in the morning. Come on. And stay right? late, yeah. having a late dinner. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about and it. And I did do a midday nap. So yeah, don't feel bad for me. I was getting small <laughs> sleep, but I, I made sure to like be relaxing midday. It was a vacation, you know. Oh that's right. That's so awesome. So, so a little bit to our audience. So, like I said, Courtney's no stranger to our podcast. She's been on here before, uh, but maybe just give a little bit of background 
and then we'll dive right into your yeah. trip that we're so excited to hear about. Yeah, of course. So I am an agent with Miss School Dream Travel. Very lucky to be so. Um, I've been now, I guess, a little over two years going on three. Um, I know I've been on the podcast talking about Disneyland. That's my like home destination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I've also talked about cruising, um, got very much into cruising and I am going on an Alaskan cruise in the next couple months. So yeah, yeah, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> all the questions, like, like all the questions. So first off, like you took probably the most amazing flight ever over, which is probably a trip in itself. Maybe describe a little bit about the trip, but we should give a little background to girls trip to Paris, which is the perfect destination, I think, for a girls trip. So. Oh, it actually, it actually is. The fact that you said that is such a good destination for a girls trip. Mm -hmm. Um, We were, uh, this was like a post baby. My friend just had a baby, um, nine months ago exactly and this was her post baby trip just a girl's trip so we wanted to be bougie and do it upright yes so we got lucky enough to be able to fly um la première class with air france um there's only four (laughs) seats in this class four four only four four so there's the business class right behind it which is also very nice, which is what I would think you would normally think is like, um, of like your first class. Cause everyone has their little pods. Okay. Um, but the premier class has just four seats and it's literally like your own hotel room. I mean, it was lovely. The service was lovely. Um, we were able, we were just privately escorted through security. Wow. Um, I know I've been, so I've been a proponent for, I tell all my clients, like, if you're going to travel a lot, get global entry. And I'm actually getting it this for myself this year, just because it makes everything easier at the airport. I know I'm getting it. You are. Yeah. Um, but if you're flying first class, you probably don't need it (laughs) because we had greeters greet us. They helped us through security. They, um, took us straight to the lounge where we waited and had like snacks we could get for the plane. We could have service at the lounge. And then we were escorted to a private entrance for the airplane, not with like everyone else. Not with the regular folk. (laughs) I know. I told my friend, I was like, I feel like Rose uh, DeWitt Decatur from the Titanic. (laughs) Like going for private entrance. Yes. So it was, I mean, my God, it was a luxury for sure, but it was, um, it was lovely and unlike any flight experience I've ever had. Yeah. Imagine, I can imagine. Oh my. That long of a flight though, I could imagine it's worth it to be more comfortable for those that many. It's a long flight. It's a long flight on the way there. It was about 10 hours. It felt longer on the way back. I mean, I know sometimes it does because it's not as exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is a little bit longer on the way back, actually. Um, but, and it was, I mean, it was just very nice. I mean, if you could, uh, you know, which a lot, like there's only four of us. So half of us in the four slots um, slept the whole time. Like they 
the seats make down into a bed. They put a mattress on for you and like give you like a comforter. <laughs> and then you have like a little curtain that pulls. Um, and half of us slept the whole time. Uh, me and then uh, I was lucky enough <laughs> to be next to Jennifer Lawrence on the flight. We had the dinner <laughs> with like the wine and like, I mean, they just, oh, that's another thing I, I messed up. I might've had three glasses of wine and maybe had a headache. <laughs> so, I might have gotten a little excited. <laughs> um, so on the way back, I did not do that. <laughs> hey, listen, you needed to live it up. You were getting the whole experience. Okay. I know. I know. So it was, it was lovely. I'm going to post pictures um, on my account today of that. So can't wait to see. I cannot wait to see. So let's talk about where you stayed. I saw a few pictures of this beautiful place. So let's talk yes. about it. So we stayed in an area called the Marais, um, which I highly recommend for first timers to stay in. Lots of walkable. I mean, everything was walkable. Uh, it was like a five minute walk to the Seine and you could walk along the Seine and hit the Notre Dame in like 10 to 15 minutes. Oh, nice. Yes. Everything is super walkable. Um, we stayed at a hotel called the Pavilion de la Reine. It's a five-star boutique hotel. Um, it's just, it's kind of tucked out off to the side. There's like a little park called the Place de Vosges and it's tucked off to the side and you just kind of, it's almost like a country chateau in the middle of the city. Ooh. It was wonderful. Um, it was very, uh, Parisian in the sense that like it had, it wasn't like a huge sprawling hotel. Like if you're going to go stay at like the Ritz or like the Westin or something like more American, um, but it just had this cozy, charming feel to it. And they had amazing little touches, like, um, like a towel warmer, <laughs> Like you could come in. I didn't even realize this until my friend was like, are you obsessed with the towel warmer? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and you could turn it on and your towels will be warm for you. They had a turn down service every night. And I brought this to share. Um, and they put this little bedtime story in French. It's in oh, French and English. Oh, and it you had a different bedtime story. Oh, wow. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's a cute touch to make you feel like at home, you know, yes. and then fresh flowers in the rooms. Everyone was just wonderful. Um, they have a actually Michelin star restaurant in the hotel. Um, we did not eat at that, but every morning they had a beautiful like breakfast buffet spread for you. And that's, I think that's what I miss the most is that beautiful breakfast and you just <laughs> come down and they kind of get to know you. So they bring over your coffee or whatever you're having to drink. And then I'm had a fresh omelet made every morning um, and they have the croissants laid out. I mean, this place is fantastic. It also has bikes um, so you can bike around the city and then uh, the concierge service. I mean, that's when you stay at a five-star hotel, like take advantage of that concierge service yeah. because we made best friends with our concierge. His name was Arnaud mm -hmm. and he ended up making so many recommendations for us, booking everything for us. Um, there was a guest that we became friends with who he gave them directions somewhere and they got lost and they called and they were like, oh no, we're lost. Help us. Oh, <laughs> I mean, 
it was just magical. They also have a spa. It's a mini spa, um, but we got massages and it was, I mean, it, it was a wonderful, wonderful treat. Um, yeah. yeah, I would say the Marais or um, the seventh arrondissement for first timers to Paris. The seventh is more near like the touristy stuff, like uh, the Eiffel Tower, mm-hmm. the Champs-Élysées. It's near all of that. Um, and you're going to get more, uh, I mean, you're just going to get more of a touristy feel, um, especially if you're not necessarily comfortable with maybe going in and no one speaking English. Um, the seventh is probably a better place. Okay. Uh, but in the Marais, I felt like a lot of, you know, I felt comfortable and a lot of people uh, would make the attempt to speak English, especially if you would make the attempt to try to come with French first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Vous parlez anglais is a, a key phrase <laughs> to learn before you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no. I'm sure you got to do a lot of sightseeing. So tell us all the things that you. We did. Um, Okay. So my gosh, where to start? So we went, I mean, we did a lot of the like classic stuff that you want to do. Unfortunately, the Notre Dame was under construction because of the fire. So they had that whole area blocked off. Um, But we did walk down to that area and there's a really cute bookshop across the way called Shakespeare and Company. Mm-hmm. It's a famous bookstore that was started by an American and she was friends with like um, all of those like famous writer who wrote the great Gatsby. Why can't I think it's F Scott Fitzgerald, all of the like famous, like very midnight in Parisy, you know, um, that Woody mm-hmm. Allen movie. Uh, and there's like books about her. There's, there's biographies about her. There's also fiction novels about her. And um, there's a line out the door to get into this. Oh, there's wow. a really cute cafe next door as well that you can go to and you can kind of look out over the Seine and the Notre Dame. Um, and all the books, most most all the books are in English. There are some French books, but it's definitely an American spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get your little Shakespeare and Company stamp in your book. And I got um, Le Petit Prince because I took French in high school and college. And that was kind of one of the books. It just was like a special book to me that like we, mm-hmm. I learned French and they, they gave me the little stamp. Um, and it's just a cute, gorgeous bookstore. There's like reading nooks upstairs. Um, so that was our first day. Our second day, we did do the Louvre, um, which is, it can be extremely overwhelming. Um, I highly recommend getting a private tour for this. Um, and I highly recommend, so we went during an afternoon midweek. Um, I recommend if you're going to do the Louvre, get a private tour at night Um on the weekends, like on a Friday night, uh, you can go and get a private tour. You're not going to have the long lines for the Mona Lisa. You're going to get your really oh, cute okay. pictures of the Louvre lit up at night. Uh, and you can kind of go, I mean, there's no way to see it all in one day. There's just not. And I, that's something that you just have to know when you go to Paris, like don't, you're never going to see it all. So just go mm-hmm. and, you know, see a couple of the areas, have your guide take you through. I'm someone who, um, I like museums, but if I'm by myself just looking, I get, I'm kind of like, okay, how many portraits can I see? You know, I need to know what's behind it. Um, So, you know, a couple hours, just take the time, you know, and go. There's a beautiful restaurant there as well. You can have dinner uh, and it's, yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, We did the Louvre. 
What else did we do? Oh, we did. So a lot of people want to go to the Moulin Rouge, which mm-hmm. I think is is a great option. And, you know, if you want that, it's a touristy experience. If you want that experience, mm-hmm. go for it. We were recommended by our concierge to do something called the Crazy Horse, which is also like a nighttime cabaret show. It's a little more upscale. Um, They have like a list of wall of like celebrities who have gone like Will Smith. I think Jay-Z and Beyonce went there or something like that. Um, It's a little also a little more expensive than the Moulin Rouge. It's a smaller venue, Um, but it's very much it's very much like cabaret i don't know if you've seen that broadway show but the there's a gentleman who opens the show and is singing uh if you have kids i would say it's 18 and over because the women are all topless mm-hmm. um maybe 16 and over depending on how mature your teenager is <laughs> um but you get like cute little like lounge uh love seat that looks like a lip like it's in the shape of lips oh, and we got like a bottle of champagne and drink service and you just get to enjoy your night I mean it just feels very like a upscale Parisian nighttime experience um so fun I yeah sorry what'd you say Colleen I just said that sounds so fun like it was a perfect so, girls night it it's the ultimate girls night experience it's so fun and these girls are so talented <laughs> like oh, they're so it. talented um what else did we do oh we did do a day at Versailles which I highly recommend mm-hmm. um definitely do a definitely do a private tour it's ugh, Versailles is so like sprawling mm-hmm. um so we did a we got like granted skip the line access which I also oh. recommend if you're on like a vacation with the girls and you're going to do some of these like you know bigger things like Versailles the Louvre I would say plan within your budget to splurge on some of this stuff because it's just going to be more enjoyable for you you're not going to be waiting in line um there's the inside component to Versailles and then obviously there's like the gardens which it's just so amazing the gardens are public access and you see Parisians running like that's their morning run through Versailles. Like, isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. Amazing. It's amazing. Um, so we did not do a tour for the inside. Um, definitely. You definitely want to see the inside. Here's the thing about the inside. It is very cramped and a lot of people want to get through. Um, if you go, I was like, kind of like doing my research before I went, if you go in the summer months when it's hot, you may feel overwhelmed because you're just packed in with people trying to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you definitely want to see it. You definitely want to see the hall of mirrors. You want to see the King's chamber, the queen's chamber. I mean, it's gorgeous, but <clears throat> my favorite part was the gardens uh, and they have golf carts that you can rent. It's 38 euros an hour. And then they tack on every 15 minutes after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can <clears throat> drive yourself through the grounds. Um, there's two little chateaus off to the side of Versailles, which, okay. so if you just wanted to do the gardens and you still wanted to kind of see like the inside of where they lived, um, the Petit Trianon you can drive to. And that was Marie Antoinette's like private residence oh, that she had wow. for herself. Um, 
And there's also in Versailles, there's a lot of different um, Cafe Angelinas. It's a very popular cafe. It can be touristy. Um, there's one in the seventh near the Eiffel Tower that has a line sprawling out. If you're going to go to Cafe Angelina, try to go at Versailles. Um, I had probably one of the best meals I had there of like just a simple baguette with spinach, goat cheese, and honey and beautiful macarons. And you can sit in the, like in the Petit Trianon in Versailles and have a wonderful lunch. Um, they also have bikes you can rent to bike around and they have rowboats. So you can kind of row yourself down the canal. And there's just like, there's a lot of different ways to enjoy it. Um, so I'm planning my trip back already because I have to go back to Versailles to see more of, of the gardens. Um, yeah, it sounds like you could really spend a lot of time there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You definitely could. You, I mean, you just, you will never see it all, all in one day. I, I want to go back and just spend, have lunch in the gardens and just spend my day, you know, Sit in the garden. roaming around, <laughs> bring my book. You know, uh, just oh my goodness. Oh, it's beautiful. It's <laughs> amazing. It sounds yeah. amazing. So did you, Eiffel Tower? We did. We did see the Eiffel Tower. Um, the one thing we didn't do that I wish we had is seen it at night, but like close up, we drove by at night, but we just didn't get to see it close, close up. Um, but we did go during the day. Um, it's, it's so funny cause it's so, uh, it's almost like Times Square in New York there. Like oh. it's just packed with people. Mm-hmm. Um, we did do something <laughs> that in hindsight we were like we can't believe we did this there was a a photographer who had this like bushel of like red balloons and they were taking pictures of people obviously for money um and it just looked so cute and it was so windy that day and we could not get a good picture of ourselves so we paid to get this picture taken Mm -hmm. um it's just it's an area where you just need to be very careful there's a lot of pickpockets um it's, you know, and so we, the guy was like, take your backpacks off. It'll be a better picture. And we were like, mm, I, don't, I don't know. Like we feel weird. He's like, it's fine. It's fine. But so we were with my friend's cousin who is an expat who's lived in uh, Paris now mm-hmm. for 12 years. And because we were with her, I felt a little more comfortable mm-hmm. uh, just because she's very, obviously very fluent. So we were, we did set our bags down and get the pictures, which I will be posting. They're very cute. It was oh, worth it. Nice. but it's not something I would recommend most people doing because we were just very nervous the whole time that someone any moment could walk by um but yeah I mean it's just gorgeous I highly recommend like going to like a boulangerie getting a baguette and a bottle of wine and just sitting in front and enjoying the Eiffel Tower you know oh nice did you go in or no we did not go in. Um, you can obviously get a tour to go all the way up. And mm-hmm. there is a restaurant that you can, um, if you can get reservations very far in advance, you can sit at the top and and do that, um, which would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we did not go all the way to the top. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I could do it. I think the height well, to me. Oh, yeah. oh you think so? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the height might be a big might be might be standing on the back going, okay. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, I know. It was, I mean, it was wonderful. Oh, the one thing we did that I have to tell, um, which I definitely think everyone should do when they go is take a cooking class. Oh, Um, yes. Yes. There's a lot of different um classes offered we went to a place that was started by an american called the uh, la cuisine paris 
And she came, she was actually, we got to hear her whole story. She was a banker and was just not happy with her life and moved to Paris Mm -hmm. and started a cooking school. And it's extremely successful. You, if you're going, you need to make reservations months in advance. Um, We learned how to make macarons, uh, which was so fun. We got a private class. They have all different types. You can learn how to make baguettes, croissants. They have a class where they take you to a market and you shop and you make a traditional French meal. Um, Yes. And they gave, um, you, we got aprons that we got to keep. Um, They gave us all these recommendations of different places to go in the city for like, she's like, what do you need? You want the best croissant, best macaron? Like she like gave us recommendations of where to go for that. Um, and it was just like such a fun, I was probably my most, like my favorite thing we did, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when I come back, I just want to take like fun cooking classes here oh. <laughs> and go to the gardens and just spend my whole time doing that. It was so fun. That sounds so, so fun. I'm always fascinated with these, that it was an American who went and opened up a Parisian cooking school. Like to me, I'm like, wouldn't they be like, who are you? You don't know how to cook French food, but like, right. But yeah, I know. successful and like, everybody loves it. So it's very interesting to me. It is interesting. Well, she, uh, she's just a super resourceful and she got a very amazing, um, pastry chef who I think is kind of heads up everything she owns the business um she doesn't do like the cooking or anything like that oh okay that makes more sense yeah yeah yeah. i get Um, it because i could just totally see like the french you know they're kind of maybe no right in a little little snobby i don't know i could totally them being like who are you some american coming in here teaching people how to make totally (laughs) i think she was just like i'm smart to open a business and you can do the cooking and hire a french pastry chef yes yes we had a wonderful french pastry chef named eline and she i mean she was wonderful she was so funny um, so helpful. I'm going to try to make, uh, macarons for Easter. I think you made a special one right? that looked kind of, I did. So they, they started, we started out with just the traditional shape and then mm-hmm. she was like, you can make a Mickey shape. And she taught us how to make a Mickey oh. and then a heart as well. The hearts did not look as good, but the Mickey, I was very good at. <laughs> you were spot on with it. <laughs> Because that sounds amazing. Oh my gosh, sounds amazing. It was so wonderful. now that we're talking about food, let's talk about all the food. I mean, I just uh, can't wait to hear about oh. it. I'm not a, as big as a foodie as the two of you, but I do like some. So I will try a lot of things. Um, you both know I'm I, I'm more pescatarian. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, very rich meats foie gras, uh, duck confit, um, just a lot of like, you know, stuff that I, I would stay away from, but the, um, the best thing that I had, which I got every day, um, was the hot chocolate. It is insane there. I've seen so many TikToks about these little Paris cafes that you go to get the hot chocolate and a croissant and it looks amazing it's a thing it is a thing the hot chocolate is like thick it's like it's like what you see in like Willy Wonka movies where you're like that looks so good (laughs) 
the way hot chocolate is supposed to be. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then you can do it um, just regular hot chocolate, or you can do, they call it Viennese with like a huge, like a beautiful bowl of whipped cream on the side. Um, I'd like that. I had it every day, you guys. Every day. It was like, (laughs) I'm going every day. Just like on the cruise, I get my ice cream every day. But yeah. It was hot every day. I would me. get the hot chocolate every day with yeah. a croissant. Like with I would have croissant. to have a croissant with it. Yeah. Oh, the croissants. It, I, I like will never have a croissant in America ever again. It's not. Yeah. It's, Isn't that sad though? Sometimes <laughs> like when I went to Italy, it like ruined like lasagna and pizza for me. Like now it's like, nah, it's nah. not the same. It's <laughs> we not don't know same. how to do it here apparently. Right. And I mean, we went, I mean, we had this, um, so we had right, if you turned right, right outside of our hotel, there was a cafe called Corette. That was where the best hot chocolate I had was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then left, there was a little pastry shop called Brigat. And I might be butchering that if there's any Parisians listening, but, uh, they had the most gorgeous pastries and we ended up getting chocolate croissants from there every day. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh boy. Um, we so we also ate let's see we ate obviously we ate out every night um we we really kind of that's the cool thing about paris is it's a city so you can really get the gambit of foods and they're all Mm -hmm. delicious um we went to this place called big love and it was italian um Mm -hmm. and it was everyone spoke french but i was like they have like it was french with italian accents it was so bizarre oh yeah oh man and that was their shtick is like they only had like italians work mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. um and they made us this beautiful cacio pepe in and they like came and served at the table in this parmesan cheese rind and they like mixed it up oh and man. it tasted it had like this onion shallot flavor to it i could eat that every day it was so good i'm all um, in let's just go to Paris now <laughs> Yes. I So big love. And they have a few locations across Paris. Um, and then they all have like little different names. I think the one we went to was big mama, but it's all under the big love brand. I mean, get a reservation there. If you go to Paris, absolutely. Um, we went to a Thai place that was like a little mom and pop Thai restaurant. It was like family owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was wonderful. Um, <clears throat> we went, Oh, we went to this up and coming, um, kind of like hipster French place called Jaja. Uh, and I had this beautiful white fish. And then my friend had these um, cauliflower fillets. I mean, it was, everything was delicious. Uh, and then again, Angelina, some some of the best stuff is like the simple, the simplicity. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say this, I've, I've been hearing this now that I'm back, but they just don't put all the like, crap into their food yeah yeah everything's yeah, simple true. everything's fresh and simple and just yes. made from scratch or from the garden and yeah yes that's exactly what it is so some things I mean just simple things uh my friend her favorite thing was this uh they called jambon it was just ham mm-hmm. with butter and a baguette <laughs> and it was delicious <laughs> I haven't had anything to eat today yet. And I'm just yeah, saying this is rough. Like <laughs> it's closing I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. My breakfast this morning was an English muffin. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't, my I lunch is not, 
my lunch is going to be really disappointing. I feel like <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, and I got a croque, uh, croque madame, which is like mm. this bread open face with cheese and like a, an egg, uh, on top. And I mean, my goodness. I, oh, this pumpkin soup I had at the hotel. Oh. One of the, another really amazing thing I had was just the soups and then the fresh, I had like a Caesar salad. And I mean, it's just, everything is just so fresh and delicious. Like, yeah, yeah I was, I mean, I was surprised because, you know, sometimes you walk into places and it's hit or miss with in America. It is at least if you're in New York, you it, it can be hit or miss. And like sometimes the vegetables aren't fresh. Everywhere I went was fresh. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Yeah. So to learn how to cook that way in America. Well, it's a supply chain issue. We need we need to work on our supply chain. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Or, or yeah. grow our own garden so we can just have fresh. They've food. they've really well, perfected the whole farm to table kind of thing there. Oh yeah. They have. Something the that of, I was that's just surprised. their way of life. <laughs> yeah, it is. And something I was surprised to learn is outside of Paris, it's really the the major city in France and like kind of the only one. Mm-hmm. Um what they, I, w- I went to uh, a night out with some, a lot of expats. So it was a lot of Americans and they all spoke French and um, they were telling me, one of the girls was saying like, you know, most of the times you live outside of Paris, you live in your little city, your little town, mm-hmm. your one school, your one, you know, boulangerie where you're one market and it's just very, you know, localized. Mm-hmm. So it's not like America where, you know, you've got like a bunch of different cities all around. Like, I think yeah. it makes it easier for them to get those fresh ingredients. Cause it's not like you were saying, Colleen, it's like supply and demand. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a bunch of competing factors. Yeah. It's smaller. Everything is smaller. Like the sourcing of things where here it it's is, like we get avocados shipped uh from you know we we we, you know we get avocados from california (laughs) you know like all of our strawberries are coming from you know hundreds of miles away and Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just so much closer yeah it is it is um yeah it was wonderful i mean definitely when you go i mean i think you should just stay in the marae everything there's not one place you went into that was that was not great you know Mm. it was wow Did you, now, did you get outside of Paris at all and do any, or did you mainly just stay in Paris? We mainly stayed in Paris. I think the only thing that we did outside was Versailles. Um, Mm -hmm. and that was about an hour outside of the city. Um, but everything else we did. Oh, I forgot to even tell you, we went to the ballet. Oh my gosh. That was in Paris, but, um, that was like the other main thing that we did. That was wonderful. Um, it's the Palais d'Opera is what the the place is called Mm -hmm. and it's historic it's where it's what phantom of the opera was based on and they do tours there um i found out after the fact you can get tours of the backstage it's it's a gorgeous theater probably i mean i like theater and i've been to a lot it was probably one of the most gorgeous theaters i've ever been to um and we got dressed up and sorry my dog (laughs) um (laughs) we got dressed (laughs) um we got dressed up and we went to the ballet and I mean, it was just, it was just magic. It was, yeah, we, we mainly stayed in the city cause there's just so much to do. Oh, yeah. uh, 
And one of, I mean, one of the main things we wanted to do was literally just walk around and mm-hmm. the cafes with our books and sit mm-hmm. and read and just really feel like, you know, real Parisians mm-hmm. who don't speak French. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you do any shopping? Like, I know that Paris is, you know, fashion oh, yeah. capital. <laughs> yes. That's another thing that the Marais has is, um, lot of really nice boutique shopping. They also have some of the nicer like name brands, like, you know, that you can do, but, um, they have a lot of cute shops. A lot of people are into like sustainable fashion. We went into this one place called Stella Pardo, which you can actually order in the United States as well. Um, and I got a scent. That was my, that was my thing that I wanted is to get a scent from Perry. Um, yeah. Uh, and we went into, uh, there's tea shops, there's chocolate, oh, the chocolate shops, you guys for mm-hmm. Easter, they had the most gorgeous chocolates. They had a beautiful chocolate fish, mm-hmm. like this most beautiful little like chocolate chickens. And I mean, everything was just decked out for Easter. It was so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I bring back? Oh, oh I brought back chocolate too. So <laughs> Right. Yeah. An amazing chocolate. And he was like, do you want to try? And we just like got to try a bunch of chocolate. (laughs) Oh my goodness. My arm. I know. (laughs) I'll take all of the free samples, please. I know. (laughs) So yeah, we, I mean, there's so much amazing. And then a lot of little boutique shops where you can go in for little knickknacks. I ended up getting, um, a bunch of just like vintage postcards. Um, I know. Cause I actually, I like to do that for our clients for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I kind of mm-hmm. sent them on like vintage travel postcards. So I was able to get a ton in Paris. Cool. Um, and it was just, I mean, just so cute, little cute jewelry boutiques. Um, I mean, just everything. If you don't stay in the Marais, absolutely go. And you can just walk, I mean, on every corner, there's something. Wow. So yeah. Oh, and that's another thing I'll say. Uh, it's customary to, when you enter a shop to say bonjour. And I think that's oftentimes why people can, can Americans can kind of seem rude or annoying <laughs> is because that's not really in our culture where we enter a store and say, and greet, right. you know, the shop no. owner. Yeah. Um, more and like avoid, you... like, I just... exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you walk in and like, what do yeah. I need? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you come in, you say bonjour, and when you leave, you say merci and acknowledge the shop owner. Um, And I think that right away, just that small grace, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's like a misconception that Parisians are rude or they hate America. But I think just that small grace, you know, of saying that or in then saying vous parlez anglais, like to just kind of start with French, a lot of them speak English. Um, Mm -hmm. I think over there, it's mandatory for them to learn a second language more so than here. And a lot of them will have a second language. Like um, my masseuse didn't speak English, but she's like, do you speak Spanish? <laughs> I was like, no, dang it. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, but I was like, a lot of them will pick a second language to learn. Um, and, you know, if they're working at like a cafe in Paris, a lot of them will have a little bit of, a little bit of English to make mm-hmm. it cool. How is, um, getting around the city? Like, what do they have for transportation? I know you could walk to a lot of things, but like, do people generally take taxis or is there any kind of bus or trains or what? So there is a Metro station. We did not take that. Um, 
I think, so when we were there, actually they're having a strike right now. Oh yes. <laughs> um, because they're trying to, the government wants to extend the retirement age. And so a lot of workers are striking. Um, so we never took the Metro and I think for a lot of our time there, it was actually closed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's, it's a wonderful form of transportation for people that, that go and want to, you know, kind of get around the city. I think it's super easy. I know that it's like a 30 minute Metro ride to get to Disneyland Paris. That's what I had heard. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Um, but we ended up taking mainly cabs, um, and, they were the nicest cabs I've ever been in black leather wow. seats. It it felt like you took, you were taking like a luxury Uber, like, like you know, a, like a private car, yes. but they wow. were the cabs. And I was like, I've never been in a nicer cab and the Ubers. Um, we did take a couple Ubers cause if we were out and wanted to get back, it was just easier to call mm-hmm. an Uber. Um, a lot of the Ubers we got into were like larger vans, which I think is probably like, it's, it's definitely more touristy. I think Parisians take cabs or the Metro. So it makes sense that Uber drivers invested in like vans to take big groups. Yeah. Um, but the cabs felt nicer to me, it, I which is so weird because in America, I would always choose an Uber. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. We're not yeah. necessarily known for having nice cabs. No, <laughs> not at all. But I was like, they're so nice. And the drivers were in black jackets, like it very professional. Like it was, it was wonderful. Definitely take a cab if you can afford it. And if not, I think the Metro is a, a, a great option as well. Good. Yeah. You, you have to go back because you didn't make it to Disneyland Paris. And I, I think we need to go back with Courtney. Yeah. I no, please. Do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> No, we definitely do. And I do want to go back to Disneyland Paris. Um, I did ask one of the uh, Americans how it was. And she said, well, it was funny. The French were like, it's so small. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, one of the Americans was like, yeah, no one's really happy there. So I don't know. (laughs) Wow. I know. Yeah. She she was like, she was like, yeah, it's not like when you go in America. So I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, I definitely want to go to try it out, you know, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Very interesting. Very interesting. So do you have any travel tips for someone going to Paris that you could share? Yes. Um, Definitely. If you're going stay for at least a week. I would say five to seven days, because you're definitely going to need that first day or two to just kind of take it easy. Um, Pick a couple of things that you want to do. Do not try to see it all. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you're going to do one of the bigger museums like the Louvre or even the Musée d'Orsay, I would say uh, hire a guide. Um, There, if you're someone who doesn't like that, who just want to go through and kind of like take it in yourself. I mean, by all means do it, but the, it can feel overwhelming. And there are littler, like smaller museums throughout Paris, like where we were staying. Um, there was uh, the Victor Hugo museum was like right around the corner. Um, and it's literally in the area where he had his apartment and he wrote Les Miserables. So if you have like theater kids mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like me, that's that's a huge thing the, the Picasso Museum is right there as well that's a smaller one that's really nice to do um 
uh, Eiffel tower is great. I, I, I can't say don't do it. I've never done the ride to the top, but for me, the experience of just going and, and kind of taking a moment and sitting there, like I said, get a bottle of wine with your, with your Mm -hmm. girlfriends and just enjoy the Eiffel tower, enjoy the light show at night. And I think you could, that's a a place where you could save money and not spend money on just going all the way to the top, unless it's like a bucket list thing. And then by all means do it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Versailles, like I said, uh, if you don't like small cramped spaces, maybe forgo the tour of the actual palace and just do the little chateaus off on the garden. Um, mm-hmm. definitely do Versailles. Like I know it's a day, it's a day trip, um, because you have to drive an hour out of Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another reason you should go for a week is because you should definitely do a day at Versailles. And I don't think you need more than four hours just because it can get overwhelming. Um, and just be very intentional about what you want to do. Know that you're not going to see it all. Uh, do get the golf cart. <laughs> it's <laughs> worth it. Really fun. <laughs> um, do have lunch at Versailles plan to have lunch in the gardens. Cause it's gorgeous. And there's a lot of, that was one thing. There's a lot of different spots to eat. Um, and they have really cute coffee carts throughout as well. So you can kind of grab your coffee or your tea or your hot chocolate mm-hmm. and just walk around. Um, do learn a few French phrases. It will get you a lot farther than if you go mm. knowing nothing. Mm. Um, day two, I was like, we kind of, um, every day in the middle of the day, we kind of had like our siesta and day two, I wasn't that tired. And I was like, oh, I'm going to walk around and maybe hop into a cafe. And I couldn't for the life of me, remember how to say, um, a, can I have a table or like, do you have a table? Um, and I felt so, I was like, I can't sit in any of these places. They're too Parisian. I feel so nervous. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's really easy. Like, it's not hard at all. You just have to say, un table pour moi. Four words. It's very easy. And I could have looked that up before I left. And most of them would obviously would know I was American and then speak to me in English. And I mean, it it would make your life so much easier just to learn a few French phrases. Um and yeah, do, uh, do take the taxis, do see the ballet and do take a cooking class. It is, it is so fun. Uh, and it's just like, I like when I go places, I like to leave knowing more than when I came, I like to leave with a little something more. Um, and that is where I felt like, oh, I've learned a skill. I got to really talk one-on-one to this, um, French person, this actual French, you know, Parisian person that lives here and she's raising a family in Paris. Um, and you know, we had a private class, but if you had a group class, that would be even more fun because then you're meeting other Americans. It's only Americans that take those classes. (laughs) 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 But you know, you're meeting other people in the city as well, which is really fun. That's amazing. Just such an amazing trip. So thank you so much for sharing it with thank our you. audience. And now we share. I've been yeah. wanting to share. It's been like the secret I've been sitting on. I'm going to start posting about it today. And I'm excited. <laughs> so excited to see pictures now. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. We're going to be stalking your Instagram today. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Thank <laughs> you for listening today. 
And be sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure you hit that notification button so you never miss an episode. And if you're ready to book your vacation, make sure you reach out to Mystical Dream Travel. She can hook you up with some great destinations. So until next time, may all of your vacations be magical.